How many wins do the Giants need in their last 22 games to have a shot of making the playoffs? If they don't make the playoffs, what kind of changes should we expect organization-wide? And what is my faith level at this point in the likes of Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler? All of those questions will be answered next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since way back in 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So check us out there. Also, please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening or watching the show, listening to or watching the show. So coming up on today's show, a mailbag edition, we got over 100 questions. So first of all, thank you to all the question askers. Second of all, you have no idea how long it takes me to go through copy and paste. I have to copy and paste every single question. And today we asked chat GPT to help us organize them and come up with the best questions. I gave it all the context of the giant season. I told it where they are, how many games back they are, how many games there are to play, how anxious the fans are, all that, and said, what What do the people want to hear? And this is what it's spat out. The first one coming from Jacob, who says, how many wins will it take to make the playoffs? I'm thinking 15 and seven should squeeze them in. But is that even doable? So this is like it, it becomes a math question and it gets narrower and narrower every day at this point. And I am closely watching the Diamondbacks and Cubs game, which, by the way, is ticking me off because the Cubs, they... I was watching their game yesterday and they're like, the Cubs have scored 39 runs in their last four games. And of course, three of those games were against the Giants. So they just couldn't not score. They were just scoring like a run an inning, essentially. And yet they were getting shut down by the D-backs and a guy with a bad ERA yesterday. So that ticked me off. And I'm following today. It's 0-0 in the eighth inning of that game at the time of this recording. So the Giants really, 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 really want the Cubs to win that game. And that that changes the math. So it's not just about the Giants. It's about all these other teams. But when all is said and done, the Giants are 70 and 70. And just looking over at fan graphs and their projections, this is the median projection that they display, which means in their simulations that they run, half half the time these teams won more than this number of games and half the time they won less. And so it's not necessarily like saying this is what they will win. It's saying half the time you should expect them to win more than this. And for the Giants, that number is only 81.8. So 82, about 82 and 80. Can you imagine a one win improvement? And obviously maybe 81 and 81, exact same record. Wouldn't that be something? But 
For the other teams that are in this race, and I've described it as a four-team race with the Giants, the D-backs, the Reds, and the Marlins, the projection for the D-backs is 83.5. The projection for the Reds is 82.4, and the projection for the Marlins is 82.4. And so with all of that said, I've kind of placed the number on 84 wins being, I mean, maybe, maybe 83 if all those other teams kind of flop. But I'm saying kind of 84 as a realistic minimum, realistic minimum. I'm not I'm not promising 84 wins gets them in, but I'm saying it maybe gives them a shot, like a real shot. And so the math is pretty simple. You would need to win 14 more games out of your next 22. So that would be 14 and 8, 14 and 8 over their final 22, which includes 7 out of 10 against the Rockies in their next 10, including, and then 3 against the Guardians, who are just 67 and 74 mixed in as well. And then you play Arizona, a team you'll be directly competing with as one of those four teams that's in that mix. And so this is the stretch. Obviously, the other stretch will matter when then it's Dodgers for four on the road and then... Uh, San Diego for three at home and then LA for three at home. So that's a tough stretch, but this is the stretch where you just have to pile up the wins. And so anyway, I'm going with 14 and eight as a realistic minimum, maybe, maybe 13 and nine, but no worse than 13 and nine. Absolutely no worse. So 14 and 8, obviously you said 15 and 7 would squeeze them in. You said should squeeze them in. So I kind of agree. If they could get to that 85 win mark, they'd give themselves probably a pretty good shot, which is why this is so disappointing. Like you only need to win maybe 85 games. And at certain points in the season, they were projected up around 90 based on what their record was. You know, they they were... 14 games over 500 if they could have just played 500 baseball from there on out they would have been fine but they instead collapsed so you're how realistic is 15 and 7 i mean it's not soup it's unlikely like that's why the playoff odds according to fan graphs for the giants are 22 percent and so it's not saying 22% of going 15 and 7. Obviously, yeah, 15 and 7, that means they would need to win more than twice as many as they lose, which is obviously possible. They've had a 10-game win streak. It's baseball. Teams get hot, teams get cold, but they've been cold for so long. They just have to take advantage of this upcoming schedule. So I'm going to check one more time on this Cubs game. Oh, Arizona Arizona's gone ahead. So that is horrible news. Uh if Arizona wins that makes it harder and probably what I said 14 and 8 maybe becomes needing to go 15 and 7 so really ticking me off that the Cubs just pounded the Giants and now they can't seem to score a single run against the D-backs so anyway uh next question comes from who does it come from the official Patrick Bailey Stan who says how big of changes can we expect if things continue this way to close out the season, are guys that fans love but have underperformed out the door? Is Kapler out? 
And see, so we will answer this question and about eight others. We will we will go much quicker through them uh, in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by my absolute favorite, absolute favorite pair of shorts, bird dogs. The minute I put on my bird dogs, which I received, I've got like four pairs now. Uh, before I was not in front of a mirror and I just put them on and I was like, oh my God, these are so comfortable. And uh, sometimes you don't get comfort and style, right? You kind of have to have to pick one or the other. Uh, but then I walked out into the living room, girlfriend sees me wearing the shorts and she says, oh my God, those are the best looking shorts you've ever worn. She just, I honest to God, she said that. And so that was it. It was a done deal. And from then on, bird dogs have been the only pair of shorts that I'll wear. And to make matters even better, they've given me these free items along with the shorts, like this custom uh, bird dogs Yeti style tumbler, which is great quality. Excellent. Love it. Excellent. Fantastic. Also a white tech hat which I've worn on previous shows. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube, you can't see all this. But uh, the only reason I'm not wearing my white tech hat right now is because it's sweaty because I've been wearing it while I'm playing tennis because I love it so much. It's the hat of choice to play tennis. And then also, right now, I don't have it yet, but but if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and enter promo code locked on MLB at checkout, you will get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. And I'm sure it's great because these other products have been great. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. And you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, as promised, more questions than answers. We're going to get through them a little quicker. I always have a tendency to go a little bit long, and I can never help myself. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers on Monday, we will be either dressed in black, talking about the uh, season being over because the Giants couldn't win against the Rockies, or maybe the sign over my left shoulder will be relit as maybe their playoff hopes will come alive again with a sweep or something. So it's going to be huge. They they really must take advantage of the Colorado Rockies. Giants play the Rockies tonight at 715 Pacific. Kyle Harrison on the mound, and you can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search Giants. So this, uh, this question from official Patrick Bailey Stan, how big of changes can we expect if things continue to continue this way? Like I said, 80% chance basically that they don't make the playoffs. And if the, if the, if the D-backs hold on to win that game, that number is going to go down. And so, uh, and then you talked about Kapler as well. Our guys that fans love but have underperformed out the door is Kapler out. So I think, and there's actually more questions about this later, I think that the most realistic kind of big changes that you could probably expect is a change that has to do with the hitting coaches. So they have multiple hitting coaches, but used to be like hierarchy that was Donnie Ecker, Justin Veeley, and then Dustin Lind, as far as I understand. Ecker being the top guy. And then he left. 
and went to Texas, where they then are have become an awesome awesome offensive team, even without even their non stars. And so, yeah, so I would expect probably coaching level changes on the hitting side first and foremost. Uh, in terms of is Kapler out the door, I think that's probably unlikely given that we've had public comments from Greg Johnson, Giants chairman, basically the representative of the ownership, um, saying that Kapler will be back as well as Farhan Zaidi. And so, look, you can always go back on something you say, and so that's possible, but I'm just going based on what he said not that long ago, that these guys will be back. So I'm not giving my own commentary on this. You didn't ask me to. I'm just saying I don't think Kapler is out. But coaching changes on the hitting side, just getting the best possible kind of new age hitting coach, like the like bring back Donnie Ecker. I mean, trade everyone for Donnie Ecker. Pay him $10 million for all I care. Just bring this guy. They're not going to be able to bring him back probably, but find another Donnie Ecker if possible. Um, and then guys that fans love but have underperformed, i.e. what? Like Brandon Crawford? Yes, I think he will be out the door because his contract is up, but uh, he definitely has not performed. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't see a path. By the way, that was just another really poor extension in hindsight. Like they've made some bad signings. Recently, like basically all of their offseason signings from last year have not gone well. And the, the Crawford extension was really popular at the time, at least among many. I mean, he was having such a great year. He finished fourth in MVP voting, but he turned back into whatever. I used to think the phrase was turned back into a pumpkin, but that apparently is not the right phrase. He has not been good since signing the extension. The last two years. So I yes, out the door, Crawford. I don't know who else fans love. Like Jock Peterson, probably out the door. That that looks like a bad use of twenty million dollars as well. So I'm not sure there are that many players that fans love. <laughs> I mean the ones they do love won't be mostly won't be out the door. Like Wilmer Flores, Logan Webb, they're staying. Um John Brebia is a fan favorite, should be. Funny guy, really likable guy, but he is a free agent at the end of the year, so that's worth noting. Um, other than that, I don't. I think uh, the main guys are probably Crawford and Peterson. If you do, in fact, love Jock Peterson, but uh, you know, men, like Alex Wood is a free agent, but I'm not thinking he falls under the category of guys that fans love. Anyway, next question. From Hudson, who says, I have always trusted Farhan and Gabe. Is this recent downturn just cataclysmic bad luck or indicative of deeper issues? A hundred percent. A hundred percent indicative of deeper issues to me. I am not I am not attributing this to bad luck at all. Not at all. There are so many flaws that you could point to in terms of the decisions that have been made along the way. Um, perhaps Kapler's leadership style. I don't really blame Kapler for like platooning guys. It's more of a collaboration. It's like the front office gives him uh, these types of players and he just uses them as they should be used. 
But also keep in mind, the front office has tried to sign those impact players. I think people, there are certain people who don't understand this, but like Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge, Carlos Correa, those guys would not be platooned for a second. So they don't platoon just anybody. They platoon guys they think need to be platooned. There's your simple answer there. And they they have tried to get that impact star player who might take them over the top. They literally had agreed to terms with Carlos Correa. And so it's not for lack of trying. However, this is a results-oriented business. And the deeper issues are... um. I mean, for me, a lot of it is like I just have kind of come around on your little approach that you've got to extract every last ounce of kind of edge mathematically over the happiness of your own players is flawed logic because... I mean, I'm not talking about Alex Wood thinking that he belongs in the starting rotation because his performance has just been terrible for the last couple of years. But I am talking about like bullpen roles and maybe having more established roles. I kind of haven't understood the usage or non-usage of Taylor Rogers at times this year. Like he's a big strikeout guy. He could be a, they're kind of using him situationally as like a lefty specialist for the most part. Like, I feel like he could just be an eighth inning guy, you know, just hand him the ball in the eighth inning or whatever, but they don't do it that way. And, all the openers and all that, like, just, I just, I'm not sure it's worth it. Whatever little advantage you see in, you know, not letting Tristan Beck start, but having, you know, Scott Alexander, Ryan Walker start, and then Tristan Beck go the next five. Like, just, it comes at the cost of the players aren't happy with it. And they're, they kind of say the right things to the media for the most part, but, I don't think it's worth it, to be honest, or just like get get good enough players that you don't have to do that. And so that falls on the front office like they didn't expect they they're coming into the season claiming how the strength of this team was going to be that every single night you were going to have a good veteran starting pitcher on the mound who would give you a chance to win every single game. Well, uh, how has that played out? Exactly the opposite of how they said exactly the opposite every single night outside of two nights per rotation you're gonna get who knows who on the mound starting it's gonna be a reliever you're gonna get some featured pitcher yeah i just i'm not a fan of it i'm not a fan of it even though i'm an analytics kind of guy i mean the the analytics see nothing wrong with like Roger Clemens and Randy Johnson and Tim Lincecum and Pedro Martinez and Juan Marichal in your rotation, you know, like go ahead and build a bullying, awesome starting rotation of pitchers who pitch deep into games. There's nothing analytics has to say against that. So I'm kind of rambling. I guess I said I I need to quicken this up, so maybe I should. But yeah, it's not just like, oh my God, this is a great team, but they've just been unlucky. Some of it is luck. Like like some, some players have just really underperformed to the point where it's like, why? Mitch Hanniger, like 
He's always consistently been good. This year, it looks like he's never played Major League Baseball. Like, he looks like he can't even see the baseball right now. And I give him credit, you know, time. He's been out a long time. It takes time to, like, get your timing back. But he wasn't good at first either. So stuff like that is kind of luck-related, I guess. But definitely deeper issues. And it's just it becomes a product that the fans don't like. And that's a problem. And that question gets asked later on as well. So coming up in just a minute, it looks like we're going to rapid fire our way through seven questions. Seven questions rapid fire will be coming up in just a minute. And before we get into all of that, I want you to know that this episode today is brought to you by our good, good friends over at FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, as promised, rapid firing because I can't I am incapable of answering questions quickly. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Everydayers on Monday, breaking down a huge series against the Rockies. I really feel like, I mean, at least two out of three, probably you need to sweep. But two out of three, I mean, they'd probably, they'd be in the mix still, but you can't lose this series. Otherwise, my light is never turning on. If you're on YouTube and you're noticing my light that is off on purpose i refuse to change the batteries should be bright orange but instead it is a dark grim colorless gray lifeless one might say anyway got to jump into the questions oh the giants play the rockies tonight at 7 15 pacific and you can catch every pitch of the giants hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app search giants by the way the cubs still winning uh losing excuse me one to nothing in the top of the ninth against the D-backs. 39 runs in four games, and now they can't score a single run. Great. Thank you, Cubs. Thank you. Next question from Raroni Mod, who says, with the subpar performance of Haniger, DiSclefani, Conforto, Manaya, and Stripling, and their uh, combined hefty salaries, should Farhan consider moving on from them? And... Uh, uh, there's there's not a lot of value to any of those guys. And so, I mean, Manaya, I, I honestly think Manaya could opt out. Others have said Conforto could opt out because it's such a weak market. And basically all he has to beat is 18 million. So even if you get like a, you know, three-year, $40 million deal like Haniger got, something like that, then maybe you do opt out. And so we'll we'll have to wait and see if all these guys do in fact opt in, I'm kind of thinking Manaya might not, given the underlying numbers are really intriguing. But I don't think you should just move on from them per se if you owe them money. 
there's, I don't know. It doesn't really solve anything just to move on from them. You'd have to then replace them. And if they have a budget, which they do, then you're just sending off dead money and then maybe it limits what you can do. I don't know. I don't know that you can recover from letting go of all that money uh, that you that you would still owe to them. So maybe one or two. I don't know. I think all these guys have the potential to bounce back, honestly. Next question, Bay Area champ. Is it time to reconsider the team's hitting coaches or is the slump more about players' abilities? I think it is time to reconsider the hit team's hitting coaches. But it is noteworthy that through 47.5% of the season, they were one of the better offensive teams in baseball. They were they had a 107 weighted runs created plus. 100 is average, so they were about 7% above average, which was like 6th or 7th best in baseball through 47.5% of the season. Over the last about 40% of the season, they've been the worst offensive team in baseball, about uh, 30% below average offensively, from 7% above to 30% below. So it's perplexing. It's historic. I have no idea how to explain it. But certainly the the coaches haven't helped, it seems. So, I mean, it's both. Like I said earlier with, you know, get better players, you know, get Trey Turner, you know, even though Trey Turner struggled or whatever, just players, Harper, Turner, I look at the Phillies, Real Muto, just get some guys who are better, but also get hitting coaches who are better. Get the best no matter what. And no excuses anymore. Next question. SF Giants 24. Name five current players who should not be with the Giants in 24. And also name an everyday player and a starting pitcher Zaidi should target this offseason. So, okay. Five current players who should not be with the Giants in 2024. Cubs now batting in the bottom of the ninth, by the way. I don't think I'm allowed to give like official descriptions of the game. Accounts and descriptions of this game may not be disseminated without the express written consent of Major League Baseball Associates, LLP. Um, Anyway, uh, Jock Peterson, number one. Brandon Crawford, number two. Alex Wood, number three. Uh, Scrolling through. Current Giants. Jacob Junis, number four. And I'll go with um hmm maybe blake sable because you've held on to him this long they're probably going to hold on to him through the rest of the season which would mean he could be optioned and i'm just not sure i've seen enough out of sable that he should be like a slam dunk person taking up a 26-man roster spot he can be optioned you could have him in the minors as depth but there you go there's five and then in terms of an everyday player, I mean, easy. Shohei Otani, he's also a pitcher, although his arm is messed up and he's going to need surgery. But I don't know. It's not a good uh, free agent class for hitters. There's basically, I mean, Cody Bellinger I like, and he's had a huge rebound year in Chicago, but apparently not helping them today. Thank you very much, Cubs. Gosh, not a single run. And uh, 
Matt Chapman makes some sense, but Otani's like the easy answer. And then there's so many pitchers. How about Blake Snell? I don't know. He's been like the best pitcher in baseball over the last um, several months. There's a lot of good starters. So I'll just throw out Blake Snell, even though he's not, he does not pound the strike zone, which they really value. I don't have the list of free agents pulled up. And so I'm, go- I'm sorry. I didn't totally prepare for this question. I knew some names off memory, but. There's a lot of good starters, so maybe they should sign one this time instead of avoiding long-term deals for pitchers. Uh, So very rapid fire here. Um, We are going to get to some more questions. Michael, why has there been no giant with 30 homers since Barry Bonds since 2000 in 2004? Is it the park or the talent? Um. It almost seems like chat GPT changed this question because uh, I thought I read it initially as how shocking is it to you? It is shocking. It is a crazy statistic. 30 homers, none since 2004, almost 20 years. Brandon Belt was going to get there in 2021, but then he got hurt. He had 29. But is it the park or is it the, t- uh, the talent? It's uh, largely the park. It's largely the park, but it's also the talent for sure. I mean, if you get like a a Shohei Otani, he's not going to struggle to hit 30 homers. He would hit 30 homers. Lane, if the Giants win the World Series, will fans in the comments still be upset? Yes. No question. Boom says, why won't they give Ramos an extended look? That's a good question because he really is hitting well in AAA. For the longest time, he wasn't, and he didn't. I, I kept saying, why would he deserve a look? He's not doing well in AAA. But he is now. He's not eligible to come back up for a little while. You have to be down for a while once you've been optioned. I think they should, especially if they fall out of contention, give him a significant look. Last question. Hero says, any hope for Hanniger slash Conforto next year? Yes. These, like, like I said, it's perplexing what we've seen with someone like Hanniger, who's just been a consistently good offensive player. Had a lot of injuries, most of them fluke, or many of them fluke. Some of them you probably don't even want to hear about because they're crazy and disgusting. Uh, this year, the forearm fracture, I would call a fluke. A hit-by-pitch is a fluke. Um, and for Conforto, yeah, I mean, he's just got a track record, and, and there's certainly hope. But that's not a promise, but there's hope. Yes. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day is on Monday. Will or will not my sign be lit? If the Giants are within one game of a playoff spot, I'm lighting the sign. It's unlikely to be lit, but it may be lit. And we will see uh, in uh, a few days. So once again, my name is Ben Caspic. Check me out on Twitter, X at Ben Caspic, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. Helps me out so much. So thanks in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already. Can't wait to be with you again on Monday. Have a great weekend. Go Giants. They need to win. You are now Locked on Giants.